We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. This is A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall. A retired U.S. Lieutenant Colonel, Kevin Randall has been studying UFOs for nearly 50 years. Kevin has investigated some of the most famous UFO cases in the world and has been consulted for dozens of documentaries about UFOs. Considered one of the leading experts into the Roswell UFO crash of 1947, Kevin has written more than 25 books about UFOs, including the recently published Roswell in the 21st Century. Now, here is the host of A Different Perspective, Kevin Randall. As I promised last week, we are back for another show. This is, in fact, A Different Perspective, and I am Kevin Randall. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I have as my guest, my special guest, uh, Larry Lawrence. I knew I was going to do it. Larry Lawson. His name is right there on the screen, and we talked about this before we went on the air, and I did it immediately. Hopefully, I have it out of my system. Anyway, my guest is Larry Lawson, and we're going to start this on my program, A Different Perspective, and we're going to complete it on his program. We're going to cover the subject of UFOs. We're going to talk about Paranormal uh, Stakeout, which is his program on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And if you want to listen to his program, when, uh, you can take a look at it there, and it's uh, posted on the Internet as well. Listen to it on the radio. And uh, so we're going to have a kind of a two-hour block of instruction, but we're going to get been we're going to begin with UFOs, and then we'll slide into the paranormal and the things that we know about that. Let me say in the beginning, welcome, Larry Lawson. Thank you, Mr. Randall, for having me on the show. It's going to be a fun time, I can tell. And I knew because we were making jokes about this Larry Lawson, this Larry Lawrence thing, that I was going to do that immediately. I didn't think I would do it quite that quickly. Maybe I have it out of my system now. I, uh, I doubt it. <laughs> you do, you do, of course, paranormal research in the state of Florida. Yes, I do. And that involves ghosts and ghost hunting and that sort of thing. Correct. Uh, but, and, and of course, as you know, we have a very short period here before we have to take our first break. But uh, as you do your paranormal research there, do you come across UFO sightings? Are there sometimes 
UFOs involved because, as as we all know, UFOs fall under the umbrella of the paranormal, uh, depending on how you interpret these things. So I was just wondering, do you get a lot of UFO reports in conjunction with your paranormal research? Well, you, you know, Kevin, lately we have been, and it's I can't even say just lately. It, it's been something that has cropped up. There are people in the, uh, shall we say, the ghost paranormal field that have uh, had some significant uh, interactions some of them are a little more believable than others uh but yeah it, it, it's out there and there's a couple of different theories about that and i'm looking forward to talking with you about that so uh as as you're out there looking at i guess the ghost you do see things that suggest ufos and by ufos and here i mean specifically spacecraft as opposed to points of light in the distance well uh most of the folks that I have dealt with are either seeing uh, when we're investigating, for example, a cemetery. And there's there's a uh, a spot in particular down here in Florida, just south of, of the big lake, Lake Okeechobee. Um, it's a cemetery. Obviously, it's outside, and the, the very qualified investigators that work that area have told me that while they're out there, they are seeing um, unusual objects in the sky moving uh, in in a way that's not normal for an aircraft. Uh, and they they consider them to be UFOs. There's also folks out there that'll discuss um, different dimensions. There'll be there are some of our folks out there that just absolutely think that ghosts and, and aliens are connected. So there's a dozens of different theories out there, uh, and we've certainly run into uh, investigations where people see something unusual in the sky. There's, there's no doubt about it. Now, why that's occurring, that's a that's going to be open for discussion on our show tonight. Well, I think the the interesting thing, though, is, and, and you brought it up here briefly, is the interdimensional aspect of it. And talking to my colleagues in the UFO field of this, uh, we often say, you know, you break down the UFO sightings into um, aliens from other planets, inter, interstellar uh, flight type things, you know, nuts mm-hmm. and bolts type things. But there's also discussion, and a, a lot of people think that there may be some sort of an interdimensional aspect to the UFO phenomenon, which means... Um, I guess they would be residents of Earth, but not in our dimension. So we don't interact with them except uh, randomly and periodically and briefly uh, in what we might think of as ghosts. Is that kind of what uh, you're, you're going to are, are the, talking about there? Exactly. In the uh, ghost side of the paranormal field, and, and you said something perfect right up front. Paranormal is not just ghosts. It is anything that's outside the norm. And and. So, yes, we, we, we do deal with uh, people s- believing that ghosts are actually from a different dimension. And if that's the case, why could it not be aliens, I suppose? Let, me, let me break in here because we're going to have to take the break. We'll kind of uh, go in this direction when we come back. We will be back right after this with Larry Lawson and Yay. talking about uh, all kinds of paranormal and UFO activity.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good to Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. 
With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. And as promised just moments ago, I am back with Larry Lawson. I almost said Lawrence again. I you almost did. That. You I almost, almost said Larry Lawrence again. I don't get this. Anyway, <laughs> I'm back with Larry Lawson. We were talking about kind of interdimensional UFO sightings. But I thought before we, we go in that direction, and I know that... Uh... Here's to the woman who keeps it 100% pure, raw, and unfiltered. She'll run your meeting. She'll work your budget. You love her because she makes you better. She is completely into you until she's not. At which point she's really not, and you'll know it. And also, she's got a 3 o'clock, and then off to get her kid at 4, so if you could wrap this up, that'd be great. She keeps it real, right down to the honey she keeps on her table. Nature Nates. Ingredients? Honey. The dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com aware. Identity theft protection starts here. Larry, you're not an expert on UFOs and this sort of thing, but are there a lot of UFO sightings, I mean traditional UFO sightings in the state of Florida that you're aware of? Oh, sure. There's the certainly the ones up in Gulf Gulf Breeze are the ones that I'm I'm most familiar with. Uh, certainly around um, Homestead Air Force Base down in in the Miami area. Uh, the, Cape Kennedy. There's there's always been stuff there. And, and Kevin, if I may. I kind of look at this paranormal field, and this is just my opinion, is, um, hmm, how to put this? Uh, you know, you've got doctors, not certainly not comparing us with, uh, with physicians, but you've got doctors that are uh, um, surgeons, and some are uh, uh, thoracic uh, experts, but we're all doctors, but that doesn't mean we're experts in the area of brain surgery. If, does that make sense? So... That's where I'm coming from with the paranormal. You're right. It, that is not my field, but we do have a working knowledge of it, just like I know you have a ghost. Well, let me let me take us to Gulf Breeze, because I think a lot of people are familiar with that sighting. These were the Ed Walters sightings that took place in the late uh, 1980s. He had photographs. He had lots of witnesses. There's a lot of stuff going on. There were TV specials. I think it was a live TV special from Gulf Breeze at one point to uh, – show about the flying saucers there so you mentioned gulf breeze uh, what is your take on that well if i'm not mistaken gulf breeze was fairly close to the air force base up there and certainly any place uh where there's military installations where there's a uh, a lot of um, instrumentation perhaps radar it's, it tends to attract at least the sightings but uh, what, I'm, what I'm looking for here more so is, um, did you think these were sightings, real sightings of uh, extraterrestrial craft? Was it uh, misidentifications? Was it a hoax? 
I don't believe it was a hoax. Um, was it misidentification? Uh, I, I think we'd be foolish to believe that um, the government tells us everything they're doing. It wouldn't make sense. We, we can't know everything. Otherwise, the bad guys know, know things, too. So I'm sure some of it may have been some sort of uh, testing. But on the same token, I think we'd also be foolish to think that uh, we're the only ones in the universe. So uh, is it what, possible? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, what, what about the photographs? I mean, there was a series of 18 photographs, I think, that um, Walters took with his Polaroid camera. And they mm -hmm. showed sort of a bell-shaped craft with a ring of lights about it and lights coming down on the road and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's not a misidentification. It's either one of two things. It's an alien spacecraft because clearly it's nothing built on earth or it is in fact, um, a hoax. And I, so I'm, I know I'm kind of moving you out of your comfort stone here, but we're, we're talking about UFOs. So I wondered mm -hmm. if, if you had an opinion about those photographs. Well, I'm, I, you know, in looking at them and of course it almost looks like, and this is my description, almost a crown. <laughs> that's you know the that's, way it, that's a very apt description that's a very apt description uh and it certainly is not uh, an aircraft of which uh most people are, are used to seeing now on the same token uh there's there were certain air and i'm sure you're aware of it the the army came up with a a saucer type of jeep flying jeep back in the 50s it was a fan base and lifted it up off the ground so there's all sorts of unusual aircraft that have been developed by our country and tested. So is that what this is? Um, it could be, but I'm also open-minded enough to believe or to at least consider the possibility it's of, a, of an extraterrestrial source. And I think that's important that we all keep that open mind. It's really, really easy to shut stuff down just because you don't think. But, but most of us, especially in our fields, keeping that open mind saying, hey, it's possible. That that Gulfstream UFO is not like any aircraft I've ever seen. And I don't even understand how it would uh, how it propel itself. So well clearly you meant Gulf Breeze as opposed to Gulf Stream. Yeah, but, Gulf Breeze. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, I I only brought that up because I didn't want to confuse the listeners out there. Yeah, Gulf Stream is a little topics. kind of fun. Yeah, Gulf Street was a little town of Palm Beach. I apologize for that. But but I you know I'm thinking that the photographs and I, I think that they, a model was found in the house. Uh, Walters had owned a house. He sold it, and as the new owners were going through it, they found a model that kind of resembled the craft mm -hmm. in the photographs. And I, I think that you know speaks strongly to the idea that at least part of it was a hoax. But when you bring in the other witnesses, I think that they're basically. They were out looking for UFOs, and any light in the sky was going to kind of fool them, which brings us kind of back to uh, some of the things we were talking about uh, a little mm -hmm. bit earlier, and that's the the, uh, the apparitions that people see. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just drag on here for a moment. I'm wondering if when they're doing the ghost hunting, and and we'll probably do this in the next hour even more in depth. But in the ghost hunting. When they're seeing something, is it more of a um, ambiguous light, an ambiguous um, um, something like that, or is it is it a, uh, a more of a solid object? Rarely do you see anything that would be considered a, so, uh, a solid object, and, and certainly uh, many times it's ambiguous, and that's why certainly in the UFO field as well as the the ghost field, uh, you've got to you've got to keep that 
edge of skepticism on you to not immediately jump at something you see and say, oh, that's a UFO or that's a ghost. And and I'm sure you find that in your field quite quite often, too, uh, where people look at something, they see something move a little strangely in the sky and immediately uh, call it out to be a UFO. So sure, certainly we have situations on our side where folks just overreact. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just, you know, I, what I'm trying to get at here, I suppose, is moving back into this interdimensional thing. Okay. And I'm not sure exactly what an interdimensional um, um, a being would look like. So, you know, that was that was kind of where I was going. But, I mean, uh-huh. how would you distinguish between something that might be interdimensional and something that might be a, a spirit? How do you how do you make that kind of a, a distinction? I don't think anybody can right now. I, I, I was reading an article just recently that was very interesting, and it talked about um, aliens either coming from another dimension and phasing in and out, or maybe even cloaking themselves. Uh, but they move so quickly you can't you can't tell. So the, the point is, nobody knows for sure. Nobody knows the exact answer, and that's one thing that really kind of troubles me at least in my side of the house, is folks claiming to know the answers. Well, we really don't know the answers yet. Um, any more than, I guess, on your side, they talk about um, how, how somebody can come from another, another solar system, the speed well, and things. I mean, we just don't know the answers to those yet. So I don't know the answer to how you could really tell if it's an interdimensional being or a spirit. And that's a fair answer, I guess. I was also thinking about this um, in the aspect of ancient aliens, ancient astronauts, and that sort of thing. That kind of strikes me as kind of another area of paranormal investigation. Um, And so you have looked into or studied about or heard about ancient astronauts and ancient aliens. Um, What's your take on that? Um, I think... And in, 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 in once again, I, I certainly don't I, – I try to keep an open mind and I try very hard not to uh, – um, how to say this – disparage other folks' opinion. But I can't see where the ancient aliens concept holds much water. Yeah, there's, there's some strange drawings out there, but is it, is it truthfully somebody uh, memorializing an event that occurred back in ancient times of uh, – you know, our forefathers coming in on, on, on a UFO, or is it just how they um, express themselves in that bit of art? I don't know. I, I, I don't see the strong evidence of how UFOs visited us in ancient times and made us what we are today, and that's just my opinion on that. But that falls into the kind of the the paranormal aspect of it, going back and looking at these societies and how they've interpreted the things they've seen in the sky around them mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm looking at the ancient aliens uh, providing knowledge, but you don't you don't uh, see any of that in, in the research you've done? No, uh, I, I have not. I, I see P- I. I get the feeling, this is just from my end of it, that folks are reaching for answers. And, and I see that in the paranormal side, too. People are reaching for answers. Um, that's not to say there isn't some solid evidence out there. I'm just, I just haven't seen it yet to my satisfaction, if that, if that makes sense. So uh, your opinion would be, and here I am putting words in the mouth of Larry Lawrence. Yes, I did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> Larry Lawson, uh, that the... 
ancient aliens is kind of a misinterpretation of the world around them as opposed to alien visitation. Well, and didn't didn't the uh, many ancient peoples do that same thing? For example, when there was a solar eclipse, which is a totally natural event, they uh, they felt it was an evil entity uh, eating the sun to punish them for their wrong deeds. Yes, it's people's perceptions, and I think that's probably what happened back in those days. Now, I hasten to say there are folks that have spent more time researching it than I. Certainly my field is, is in the paranormal world is ghosts and spirits. And I want to give you a thought on this in just a second. So I'm just giving you my, my opinion on that. Now, one thing I will mention, I'm going to kind of switch gears on you just a second. Um, if you're going to take the perspective that uh, spirits are the souls of those of the departed, and that there's a spiritual world out there, why would there not be a spiritual world in the alien world? Does that make sense? Well, there was actually an interesting science fiction story that had been done about that where a fellow with his spaceship was basically chasing Jesus across the universe, and every time he'd get to a planet, it would seem that Jesus had just left there. Uh, So that's, you know, kind of where we're going with that. But I'm I'm thinking more uh, along the lines of of the ancient aliens coming down and providing us with some sort of guidance to move our civilization forward, to advance our civilization, as opposed to looking at it as a spiritual world. I, I think when we look at our our ancestors, they certainly were viewing the world through a, dare I say it, a different perspective mm-hmm. than what we were doing, simply because we have a, a greater scientific knowledge than they do. A, um, a meteor, a bright meteor, a bolide would be a, a rare event and might, might frighten them, whereas we know exactly what it is. Well, most of us know what it is and, and, and are not frightened by it, but they would, they would talk about a, a a uh, glowing spear uh, across the sky, and we now interpret that as a as a UFO or flying saucer. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm kind of looking at it from that point of view. The we're going family style deal because I want a bite of your Big Mac and I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your fillet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. And I always wondered why, if uh, they're traveling interstellar distances, they've clearly got metallurgy, uh, something you'd need to do that. And when, the, the, when they get here, the only building material they have is stone, as opposed to uh, communicating the metallurgy to, to our mm-hmm. ancient uh, relatives. But I, I just wondered, in the paranormal world, how it, this ancient alien thing is viewed um, – by those who investigate ghosts and that sort of thing, do they look at it much? Do they, they they try to interpret it from there. Not not specifically. You'll find most folks in our field are pretty. It's just like in any other field. They're pretty focused on the spiritual angle of it, and I don't hear a lot of discussion on that. Now, what I do hear some discussion on is the uh, the energies that cause spirits to manifest 
and the possibility that those energies uh, might attract other beings, such as aliens. So that, you're saying that, you're saying you're saying that it's, it's sort of like if you've got a radio station broadcasting that mm-hmm. you can only tune in by hitting the right frequency, but that energy is out there, and the spirits might be tuning in that energy as the aliens are tuning in that same energy. So you get a a confluence, if you will, of those two things coming together. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder, Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? 
Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. We are back, believe it or not. For some reason, I read the clock wrong, and I did not make the proper transition to this uh, this segment. I don't know where I was where I was at at that moment. <laughs> I just I was just off on a tangent here, and I, I just don't understand it. I am joined by Larry Lawson, who is now trying to get me to say Larry Lawrence every time I come back from one of these <laughs> things, and maybe we'll convince him to change his name to something like. Uh, Larry Owen Lawson and will be oh, uh, LOL. Really? <laughs> yeah, I had to get that in there. Yeah, you anyway, did. we are back with uh, the uh, a different perspective. We were talking a little bit about UFOs and how they are, I guess, um, impinging on uh, the ghost hunting activities hmm. and that sort of thing, and looking for um, is there is there a reason why we sometimes get. Um, Reports of a ghostly phenomenon along with a UFO phenomena. That's kind of where we were. And uh, when we went away, I'm not sure we got all of that in before uh, we had to take the break. But we are back with that now. And if you want to hear more about the paranormal, take a look at Larry Lawson's um, Paranormal Stakeout on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. Uh, and you, you can scroll down and find his programs and listen listen to that where and the other the other fine programs on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Anyway, um, let's explore this a little bit further. Uh, we were talking about the energies that might be associated with the ghostly phenomena being something that would draw the aliens to that. And I was kind of wondering, you if you get a lot of UFO reports that look more like spacecraft when you when you are out involved in these sorts of things, or if that's kind of an unusual phenomena in and of itself. Well, it is, and, and I got to start off by saying, Kevin, that uh, I don't call this an impingement. You, uh, you know, I, I find myself learning from you, and hopefully, you know, on our show, you'll learn a little bit more about my side of the paranormal world, and 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 that's what this is all about. All of us learning a little bit more, making us a little. Um, a little more well versed in each other's uh, specialties in the field, if you will. So, well, maybe so maybe the, an intrusion would have been a better word, <laughs> uh, or a crossover. You you crossover. out there investigating the the uh, paranormal, and they see something that they now perceive as an alien spacecraft. Yeah, intrusion is more what our producer does with us sometimes, but I won't get into that. Right? <laughs> anyway, uh, you're you're absolutely right, and I and I think uh, us us learning. Uh, more about um, uh, each other's field is going to be super helpful. Let's talk about the energies a little bit. I, I, I really like that because um, I haven't seen too many paranormal ghost investigators talking about seeing, sighting an actual uh, UFO, say, at treetop level. I've not seen much of that. That's not to say that hasn't, that hasn't happened. The ones that I have heard talk about it, 
based upon the descriptions, based upon the fact that I'm a cop and I like solid evidence, I got to question some of it. And, and certainly I know you get those kind of folks in your field also. But what I have seen is ghost investigators, and that's the, the term I use for this, talk about seeing uh, things in the sky that they can't explain at the same time that they are working on ghosts on the ground. Uh, and my feeling is, and I, I think it's an interesting concept that the energies that are the the spirits are using to manifest themselves may very well be that beacon. We've um, been in the field a number of times and taking pictures of hmm, how to put this, like beams of light coming from the ground. We call them vortexes. That's certainly energy. Well, if if we're going to talk about UFOs, perhaps uh, being drawn to military installations where they're using radar and that type of electronic equipment why wouldn't uh, that type of energy also attract them do you see where i'm coming from absolutely but i'm uh, the thing i'm wondering which is kind of uh, taking us in a little bit different direction when the um, investigators perceive what they think of as ufos now something in the sky do they report those ever ah yes well they should and once again when you take it from from my perspective uh collecting preserving presenting evidence it doesn't matter what type of phenomenon you see, it should be cataloged, it should be documented, and it should be presented. Um, put it in the cop sense for a second. You are, you are um, investigating a burglary, okay? And in that burglary, you come across narcotics. Certainly, you're not going to turn your head a blind eye to the narcotics. It will just become another phase of the investigation, if you can see my analogy a little bit. And that's what I would see ghost investigators doing should they encounter something that they can't explain in the skies they should document it preserve it present it well one of the things that strikes me and it kind of comes out of an abduction a case that i i um was involved with and and we'll go into more of this in the next hour of course was um, a woman who believed she was abducted by aliens and as we investigated it we moved into a past life regression Mm-hmm. And so rather than try to force her into our belief structure, if you will, we took the information, ran with it in the direction she went with it, meaning simply we began looking at it from, from that point of view and that there was not an alien abduction involved. And that was what I kind of wondered about in in your investigations, if you see a manifestation, whatever it might be, and it becomes clear it's not spiritual in some way, but it's more extraterrestrial it's more um, nuts and bolts type thing do you take it and run with it in that direction or do you merely say well that is not our field of investigation let somebody else worry about it and that that is actually an excellent question uh i here's the we're going family style deal because i want a bite of your big mac and i need some of your quarter pound i'll try your filet of fish there's a deal for every friend group at mcdonald's order any two classics for just six bucks price of participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer oh 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 o'reilly this is sarah's o'reilly auto parts story driving cross country with two young children is ambitious to say the least then our check engine light came on We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I have not personally experienced that or been in a position where that was a necessary decision to make. 
a little bit different. Most of our investigations traditionally are indoors. Yes, we do some outdoor work. When you're dealing in, in certain places, you may be dealing with some sort of um, elementals, nature spirits. You'd be outside. Cemeteries, you may be outside. But generally, a lot of our work is done indoors inside of buildings that are purported to be haunted. Um, but if I was to encounter uh, a UFO, something that, I, that was very pronounced in an investigation – and bear something in mind, if we look at the sky and we see a, a dot and that is low enough that it looks to be a UFO and it's certainly moving in a way that is not normal for an aircraft, we would document it. Probably what I would recommend is contacting somebody in your field to go over the evidence. Uh, just like our conversation tonight, uh, I'm learning quite a bit about the UFO field in, in our discussion here. Well, certainly I'm not an expert, so I would take that evidence and I would go to somebody with your background. And in doing that, I, I continue to learn. And it, and that's what we're all about when it comes to paranormal unity is we're learning a little bit about each other. And that's the, that's the direction I would take, but you got to understand most of the time we are indoors. So that does create a little bit of a difference now, but here's, but so, here's, here's, here's the problem I, I would have with that. And it's okay. simply this in the abduction phenomenon, and I'm not a big proponent of the abduction phenomenon, but the reports are that the aliens come into the house. Mm -hmm. So okay. you have people who talk about alien abduction and say, say that the aliens came in and took them out of the house in some fashion. So how would you distinguish between something like that and a manifestation of a spirit? Wow, now that's, that, now that's also another really good question. And, and that comes to training. Um, and this is a, a topic that I've spent some time on, training our people to be more cognizant of that possibility. Um, certainly, if we were to come across a person that, um, for example, says that the, that the spirit possessed them or somehow entered their body, and, and that, that, does, that does happen on occasion. And once you've weeded out any possibilities of any type of uh, uh, organic problems with the person, uh, in talking to them and in, uh, in interviewing them, interviewing skills are vital in both of our fields, and finding out exactly what it is they saw, felt, experienced, and continuing with that uh, interview and investigation, it could lead us to an abduction scenario. That's certainly possible. I, I'm not certainly not saying that can't uh, can't occur. I haven't experienced it, and maybe it's because my eyes weren't open enough. So there's a possibility that when you're investigating a um, ghost, mm -hmm. uh, especially the way things are being described, it's, it's possible that the, the person is really describing an alien abduction as opposed to a ghost phenomenon. But you have no way to discriminate between the two. We don't have that kind of technology yet, and, and that's one of the big reasons why nobody's been able to say, okay, this is a ghost for this reason, and this is why they're appearing before us. I mean, there, is, there are philosophies out there right now that talks about aliens because of their uh, – many people feel that they're here on, on this planet now. Perhaps they are cloaking themselves in an attempt to hide themselves, and every once in a while they phase into view and phase out. Are we mistaking those for ghosts? I don't know. I don't know how right now we would be able to distinguish that, to be quite frank with you. Um, there's also issues of the dimension. Now, let's say if you, you were to take the theory of dimensionals, dimensions kind of crossing and phasing in and out from each other, is that what's happening? We don't know yet. And that's where we really have to 
we've got to get away, and I'm going to talk about my field briefly. We've got to get away from the thrill of, oh, I heard a noise, it's a ghost. And we've got to get more into why did we hear the noise, what was the noise, what was the source of it, how did it occur, rather than just getting excited about hearing it, if that makes sense. Well, then you've not really developed a protocol for distinguishing between what might possibly be an alien abduction and might possibly be a ghost, which moves us into a different perspective. Mm-hmm. It does. To coin, to coin a phrase, which is the phenomenon of sleep paralysis, which is this idea that uh, you, you are either just going to sleep or you're just waking up and you cannot move. Um, mm-hmm. You feel that there's some kind of an entity in the room. Uh, eventually, you can break the paralysis. You, you either move or something, the paralysis. Par- paralysis breaks and you can go on uh, you can get up you can do whatever you were going to do but that would seem to me that would cause a great deal of problem with not only you as a um, paranormal researcher but it causes a great deal of problem for us as abduction researchers or ufo researchers because uh, this is a natural phenomenon that was not really understood until the last 15 or 20 years giving us a false perception of what's going on around us Mm -hmm. Well, I disagree that it would cause us a problem. I guess it would in the sense that we're trying to prove either one of our two theories. But in the same token, we as investigators have to be willing to follow the evidence where it goes. And if that means that sleep paralysis is the cause of, I don't know, pick a number, 90% of these types of events, then we have to take that seriously because we have to be willing to not only prove what we, we believe in our hearts, but also if the evidence takes us to disprove it, we've got to be willing to accept it. So that – and th- these are the types of things that I really purport, I really – I think are important in both of our fields, creating doctrine, creating procedures that prove the answer regardless of what we want the answer to be. Am, am I heading the way you, you're – you see where I'm going with it? Absolutely, but uh... – and, and then we haven't developed the protocols to separate uh, sleep paralysis no, from abduction or um, uh, or a ghostly phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm we're going to have to take another break here. Oh, okay. Quickly, but uh, I want to like to say that uh, we'll have more information about this at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And I have explored the question of sleep paralysis and alien abduction on the blog a number of times. For those of you who are interested in looking at that and what some of the um, information about it, about it is. In fact, I've debated Bud Hopkins on the on the problem as well and uh, what his research has shown and how some of that may have been um, instances of sleep paralysis. Once again, that's www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and take a look for Larry Lawson's program, The Paranormal Stakeout, uh, at xzbn.net um, so you can hear the other part of our conversation tonight but some of the other things that he's explored on his program dealing with the paranormal with the ghosts and that sort of thing and never forget to take a look at Roswell in the 21st century which leads us back into the UFOs uh, to see what's going on in the Roswell case we will be back for the si- final segment right after this Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. 
Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. 
Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. And we have returned after what it turned out to be a much longer break than we expected. Too bad yes. the audience can't hear that. Nobody knows what was going on. Anyway, when we went away, uh, we were sort of moving in the direction of uh, past life regressions and that sort of thing. I, and I, I realized it wasn't really going in that direction, but that's kind of where we were going. And I wanted to um, bring up some of the research that will transition us into the program tonight. I'd done some, some research into um, past life regressions and that sort of thing. He did a book called, actually did a book called uh, To Touch the Light, which was about near-death experiences. But in the course of that, I talked to a number of people who had had these past lives. And I was thinking that past life regressions would be an interesting way of doing archaeology. You know, what was it really like to be a, a Roman or an Egyptian? And these people were claiming to have past lives like that. It might give us a clue to some of that was going on. And so <clears throat> that was kind of where we're going with that. Uh, because for me, at least, looking at uh, the ancient alien stuff, and I was always kind of fascinated with this simply because uh, studying anthropology in college, we would be talking about these sites and the ancient astronaut movies and the programs were all going to those sites, so I got to see them on television, what what they look like. So, you know, that kind of sparked all this interest going on uh, along with the UFOs. So, Larry, mm -hmm. now that I've moved into this this arena... Uh, do you do a lot of the past life um, regressions, or you d do you deal with that much in your research into the paranormal? Well, you, you kind of have to, because the, that, the past life regression kind of opens the door into that spiritual world that, that many feel... Um, let me back up just a little bit. The answer is yes. There, you're going to find several different folks, types of folks in the, the ghost field, if you will. Some are... Uh, believe that there's a, a spirits going to heaven or going to hell. Some believe it's, it's just a, a continuing, a continuation of, of uh, humanity as we go through spirit changes to, to human form and whatnot. So past life regression becomes a very important part of that. And uh, there's some really, really good reading on it too. And it does help us kind of get an idea of maybe where the spirits are coming from and where they're going. Does that make sense? Does when you when you're doing looking at the past life regressions, we're we're actually talking about reincarnation here. Yes, we are. We're living in a number of different different uh, time periods. Mm -hmm. And I know, according to some of the research I've done or some of the things I've heard, that the the um, the church actually cut out references to reincarnation out of the Bible. So there were some things in the Bible that suggested reincarnation. And I hesitate to bring that up because I'm afraid I'll offend some of our some of the uh, the listeners about that but i mean this is true the the bible is not the um i mean it was edited frankly it was edited and some of the things were left out but we're looking at past life past lives um, do you accept the the idea of these past life regressions as being authentic or are are you thinking mm. that it might be might, might be something else that's being drawn upon okay that's that's a very very interesting question because from a law enforcement officer standpoint i have seen Folks in the in the psycho uh, analysis field, psychiatry field, and sometimes not even purposefully. I want to make sure that's clear. Sometimes encourage people to remember things that perhaps didn't occur, 
but by accidentally at times and maybe even sometimes purposely suggesting things, they come up with answers from the past. Uh, so that's that's a possibility. On the but wouldn't, side, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a therapeutic uh, activity, a, well, way, a way of treating treating somebody's problems, whether it's a psychosis or even a phobia or something like that? Wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be a, a therapeutic strategy? Absolutely. And, and in my my field of specialty, which is crimes against children, uh, that's been a very successful tool in helping f- folks that have su- repressed memories. Su- suppressed memories into getting them out and dealing with it so that they can continue on with their lives. It's a very, very helpful tool. But sometimes, if not done properly, it can, it can, it can suggest. So what I'm saying is, while yes, it's helpful and done uh, appropriately, it can open up new doors to an individual that's been hurting for some reason they don't know why. Um, but on the same token, not done correctly, it can cause more harm than good. So yes, that the, the simple answer to your question is yes, it can be very helpful. But but the the the, ans, the ancillary question would be simply: um, Do you accept the past lives that some of these people are ta- talking about as being authentic? Wow, um, that's been a hard one for me personally. But but the evidence keeps growing that there is something out there that can't be explained. If you if you read some of the stories. Here's hear what some people say. You can't deny the sincerity of these folks, and if you know their backgrounds well enough, you know that they, you know, they're they're not making it up, nor has it been suggested to them. So I'm I'm, it's been a tough one for me, but I'm definitely coming around to that, uh, where I think that's a distinct possibility. Why it's occurring, the jury's still out, but I I'm be, I'm embracing it, shall we say? So our. Um, let me let me rephrase to see if I've got this right. You're suggesting that some of these past lives are real. These people actually experience yeah. these past lives. Yeah, I, I don't. I think some of it is undeniable, uh, based upon the evidence. And I, I'm an evidence-based individual, so based upon what's coming out, I find it hard to disprove it. Uh, at the very least, my mind has become more open to it than it was five years ago. Well, we were we were kind of starting out with UFOs, and um, that was kind of where we wanted to go and talk about how the paranormal looks at UFOs, and you're looking at it from a different perspective. And I just love the way I can keep using that term here. That's a great advertising, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, about about that, and so we've we've, we've transitioned from the, the from the UFOs into something that uh, is sort of related to UFOs, and and I mentioned the the woman who uh, talked about being abduct, abducted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and moved it into – we didn't move it into. She actually moved it into a, um, a past life regression. And I think we'll we'll talk quite a bit about that uh, in the other segment of the program on your show, which is, mm-hmm. of course, the uh, Paranormal Stakeout, which is Paranormal available, stakeout. as as I say, on the xzbn.net uh, website. You can take a look at that and listen to what we have to say about that later on. But this, uh, I think – evolved into a book that I called Conversations. And I was always a little bit ambivalent about this thing, whether or not it was um, true in the sense that, I mean, she truly believed what she was saying to us, but that doesn't mean it was necessarily based in reality. Is that something that you run into as well? Absolutely. And and, and in the law enforcement field, we constantly deal with individuals that have a a sense of reality that may not fit into the norm, shall we say. And there's no question there are folks that, that truly, truly believe something that's happened, 
based upon whatever's going on in their lives, what other issues they have with themselves, and they believe it even though it's it's proven category not to be true. On the same token, there are some folks that will will provide these types of stories that the evidence just is overwhelming based upon their background, their history, and they, they've discussed uh, what has happened to them, and, and, and you listen to it, and you, you read the dossier, and you realize this person couldn't be making this up. It, it, so, go ahead. But isn't there isn't there a sort of an osmosis process here? What, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that we're we're surrounded by all this information now. Whether it's on the television, people talking. I mean, we're bombarded with information 24 hours a day, practically. We have the internet and all of this going on. Isn't it possible that a lot of these people who are thinking they're uh, experience the past life is kind of glean the information from the oh. the atmosphere around them and it sounds plausible simply absolutely because- absolutely and, and that's when it becomes incumbent upon the investigator to and, and the person doing the the past life regression work the whether it's a hypnotherapy or whatever to do it properly look at the evidence and glean through it carefully. Yes, it's absolutely possible. It happens. It, it doesn't just happen in the paranormal world. It doesn't happen in uh, pa- past life regressions, dealing with UFOs. It happens with victims of crimes. Sometimes they're heavily influenced by what's around them, and that's why we have to be so careful as to how we ask the questions, how we do the, the research on the individual and what they're saying. Um, I mean, there's there's some stories out there right now uh, – that I know the research they did on the, a child that talked about something they could not have known about, the painstaking research that was done to corroborate what he was saying. There's there's no other there's no explanation on how the child got this information. Okay. Well, I, we're going to get into specifics here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the next hour, which will be on the paranormal stakeout so that you'll have to look for that. But we'll talk about specifics on that right, so that right. uh, people can take a look at it on the on the web or whatnot and see if the information is accurate. And we'll take a look at uh, two of the books that I did uh, to Touch the Light, which deals with uh, near-death experiences, and there was uh, information about past lives in there. And a book I did called Conversations, which is strictly about uh, this woman's uh, journey through her past lives, if you will, and what she said about that. So we'll do that on Paranormal Stakeout, which will be the other segment. And Larry Lawson will be the one running the conversation at that point rather than me. So maybe you won't hear me as much. I don't know. But uh, for more information about what we've talked about here on this program and what's coming up later, uh, take a look at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And if you have trouble, uh, look at xzbn.net, look for Larry Lawson, look for um, the Paranormal Stakeout and that sort of thing. And I will be back on the show talking about um, other aspects. We haven't locked it down yet, and I'm hoping to get the woman with the uh, information about Oak Island on here very shortly so we can... I want to listen to that show. Um, So we will do that, and uh, when you get a chance, take a look at the book Roswell in the 21st Century, which deals with a sort of a cold case investigation of the Roswell case after 25 years, 30 years, 40 years of the stuff that has been uh, put out about that. And I think that you'll get a a different perspective about the Roswell case and that sort of thing. So I will be back 
by myself with a or with a different guest in 167 hours, and I will be joining Larry Lawson on his program, The Paranormal Stakeout. So that's where you will hear from me next. So uh, keep a sharp ear out and listen for the programs on the X Zone Broadcast Network. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 